0: It's you I like It's not the things you wear It's not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside of you Not the things that hide you
1: not your toys, they're just beside you. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Today I am speaking about duos, that sublime combination of talents joining together, producing oftentimes a sense of magic. And when the personalities are big, well, God help us. The results can be life altering. I just want you to think duos now like Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz or Rachel and Ross on Friends. Today, I have with me a singer and a pianist who have worked together long enough to recognize their strengths as a team. And I'm going to venture a guess that they might come straight out of the Irving Berlin song used in Easter parade We're a couple of swells, we stop at the best hotels, the Vanderbilt's have asked us up for tea, but we don't know how to get there, no siree. Well, I've got mezzo-soprano, Megan Marino, who's driven by her desire to communicate and believes that a good song is a good song, regardless of its genre or origin. Her metropolitan opera appearances have been rich since her debut there in 2013. And this summer, she divides her time as a teacher at the Taos Opera Institute and executive director of the Creed Musical Arts Collective in Creed, Colorado. And I also have pianist John Arita, who is an accomplished collaborator and coach being praised in the Washington Post as an ardent accompanist catching fire in the accompaniments. Wow. He is a full-time faculty member in the vocal arts division at the Juilliard School. And he is Megan Marino's partner in creation in two recordings, their first collaboration entitled The Traveled Road, which was released on Ravello Records, and their most recent It's You I Like, released on Lexicon Classics. Well, I have to say, Megan and John, it's you who I like, and welcome to Center Stage. It is so great to have you.
2: That was such a great
0: introduction. Thank you for having us. Oh, I loved it.
1: <laughs> Look at both of you just blushing. It's hilarious. John, when I I, I read your, your quote from the Washington Post, no less, and you're actually crawling under the desk. Really? You were on fire. I
3: think because hearing somebody else read it just makes me go, oh my
1: God. <laughs> right? It's not so funny? Like, you wrote
2: that? You know who you're talking about, right? you
3: wrote that about me? I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, me? No. I, I know it's about me, but I, yeah, hearing somebody else reading it kind of feels a little different, I guess.
1: It's real. <laughs> it's in print and in the Washington yes. Post. Hey, I love that. So okay. where are you both right now? Because you're so uber busy. Where Where are you right now, Megan?
2: Um, I am currently at the Taos Ski Valley in my condo. Uh, here. i'm uh, I'm on the artist faculty for the Taos Opera Institute this summer, goes to the end of June. Um, and yeah, it's really, really wonderful. Beautiful here right now. It's been a, uh, we had a lot of snow melt happening. So it's extremely fertile up here in the Valley. It's very inspiring, really beautiful. (laughs) I highly recommend coming to take a trip to the mountains
1: for
2: the the summer. It's amazing. How many singers are you working with there? It'll be a total of 23 by the time the month is over. And it's, um, it's really cool the way that things are divided here. Um, I'm part of team French. So it's me and a, and a pian, a collaborative pianist. And, um, we work together for a week with, uh, you know, a group of five to six students. Um, we have private lessons with them every day. Um, and so it's, you know, the, um, the growth is exponential. It's super mm-hmm. cool to get to be in the room with people cause they're all at the, at that early stage in their careers where they're not, they're, they're just getting ready to go to young artists programs. Mm-hmm. So like, just like the, the realizations and the things that they're figuring out, um, are just, it's incredible to, to just be there and to like see that light bulb moment with them. And I'm like, between being in this amazing environment, you know, just the outdoors, and then also being in the amazing environment of like the test kitchen studio with them, um, it's been extremely inspiring. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's very, very cool. So I I get to work with them on French arias and French art songs all summer long. And then there's three other team teams of teachers uh, an English team, a, a Italian team, and a German team. So every week the students move to a different team. Um, so by the end of the summer, I'll be i have worked with twenty three uh, budding young artists, and you know just hoping that um, that we've you know been able to help them to bridge that gap and make the next step in their career.
1: That is wonderful. How much of yourself do you see in them at this point? Oh, like back when. <laughs> oh yeah, tons. And
2: also I like, have these moments of like, when I see them getting frustrated with themselves and I'm like, how old are you again? Like you know, <laughs> they're in their early twenties and they're like, ah, I'm not getting this. Or like, ah, they can, they hear and feel the voice of the future. And mm-hmm. it's like that moment of like, ah, how do I, how do I figure out how to actually do this thing that I know I can, you know? And I, I so relate to that. Um, and also, I mean, you know, for them to be having this, like, oh, in their early twenties, I'm like, dude, if you knew me back then, I was even, I was way more of a mess. Like, you got time, you know, everybody at their own pace. You got this, like, just put your blinders on and be honest with yourself and work, you know, just really, really do that work and like care and love on yourself and on your voice and, you know, really cultivate that unique, um, you know, the unique the unique things you have to say and that mm-hmm. unique thumbprint, you know, you have um, to share with the world. So, um, yeah, to get out of their way, their own way and, uh, you know, and to have a a good time and, and to really learn to love their own
3: voices. So,
1: well, they're in good hands with you, Megan. (laughs) And John, John Arita, where are you right
3: now? So I'm currently uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico in my, uh, townhouse apartment. I'm working for the Santa Fe opera um we start I'm on five shows this season I'm on two of them Pelias et Melisande and Orfeo we have been coaching the past three weeks with the young artists uh there are 44 here I don't work with all of them but the ones were on my shows I'm responsible for we work together um it's just been very busy
1: so <laughs> you're, you're a frequent flyer to Santa Fe Opera aren't you
3: Uh, This is only my second season with Santa Fe.
1: Yeah,
3: it's only my second season, but I had a wonderful summer last year. Megan was there with me, which was so awesome.
1: How fun. So it's
3: wonderful to be, it was wonderful to be invited back. I love the projects I'm on. I'm enjoying my time working with the singers here. It's just a great place to be.
1: Fantastic. So just to be clear to my audience, these two are not married. However... (laughs) <laughs> you have been friends. I mean, I, I likened you to Rachel and Ross, you know, on Friends. So I got to clear it up. But you have been friends since I gather your work in Virginia Opera,
3: January first, twenty
1: twelve. Yep. <laughs> um, uh,
2: when I met John, I had I had had a a really bad accident rock climbing, and uh, I had just recently been sprung from my moon boot. Uh, and, and I, and I was like, you know, still kind of limping a little bit, but, you know, getting around pretty well. And I, one of my favorite memories of John, I don't know if you remember this. Um, oh. I, um, I, it was like a two days into us knowing each other and we were kind of just sitting there, Yumi and the, and, and Julia, the other singer and, um uh, and Kieran, uh, the baritone, um, in our little group, um. And I was like, yeah, it's not so bad, right? And John just like straight up, totally honest, was like, I mean, it's a little thicker than your other ankle. (laughs) And I was like, I love this guy so much. He's straight up gonna tell me the truth, Uh, you know? And like, but, oh, I know, he's embarrassed. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah it was
2: so good and like i was just like i love it it was just like the spirit of like complete honesty and you, there was no like meanness or anything behind it you're like yeah it's just it's a
1: little thicker not a big deal
2: <laughs> i just loved it and i was like this guy he's
1: my friend forever <laughs> <be a> friend. <laughs> and i understand you were on tour together so once you're traveling around in a van you know doing that educational outreach you really get to know if you like each other or not
2: Bingo! You you either love people or hate them when it's over. And like John and I were bonded for life. (laughs) We're like, like the few dogs you have to you have to adopt together.
3: Because Um, it's not just the traveling together; it's unloading the van, doing the show together, hacking the van back up. (laughs) Who's driving? How's the driving? Where are we? It's just it's. It's everything. Not just. It's not just like being with somebody. You get on the plane and you go perform yeah, yeah. Everything.
2: And it starts usually at like six a.m. And and in- inevitably you're traversing the state by the like the longest possible route you can go instead of just like today we're gonna go next door. It'll be like nope. You're gonna drive all the way to the furthest corner today
1: you might get stuck in a blizzard. And then <laughs> oh my God, this sounds like slave labor, unpacking yeah. the pan. Really? Oh my God. No, it's, it's not,
2: it's not so much. It's just, it's one of those things where I think it's an experience that really builds character. And also, I mean, you really, you figure out how much you really love the thing you're doing. Um, and it really, it really helps you yeah, sort out your truth, where you should be, what your strengths are um, when it comes to performing and educating, because there's a lot of educational components that go to go along with it. And um, so there's a lot of like, you know, oh, do I have the fortitude? If this is what just like the entry level portion version of this career is, you know, it really helps you to kind of separate, you know, like the, what's called the, the the cream from the <laughs> the cream rises to the top in that way of, you know, like Do you rise to the occasion and some people figure out it's not for them you know which is
1: totally completely okay as well um yes and this is something you all need to share with your young artists because it isn't direct to the metropolitan opera you know most of the time you know we got to start at ground zero and you guys have done your time i love it
0: come with me and we'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin, to traveling See mm-hmm. you There is nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with you.
1: years. And these projects, these projects you've put together, is this just a case of you guys like, you know, getting in the car and and going to Starbucks and thinking, hey, let's put together a show and let's record it. What is the genesis of your recordings?
3: I think it's born out of our our sing for fun, or it's born out of our love of making music, like, yes, as individuals, but especially as making music together. And I think through the process of Sing for Fun, we just kind of had our, we have our favorites or the ones we like to go back to. We like to do some fun rep exploring and it's never planned. It's never, especially for two people who are very type A, we like, we don't plan it. We we just kind of dive in and do it. And out of that comes like, what did you think about maybe doing something like recording some of Evan Mack's music or if we have a recital Mm -hmm. program, what do you think about incorporating this piece that we like to sing for fun? Publi- I will do it publicly.
1: Lovely. Yeah. So Megan, Megan, when you do recitals, do you always call, call upon John? Are you, are you guys really that tight?
2: Yeah. I mean, for, for the most part, it's always, I always seek out John first um, to, you know, see if he's available to, to collaborate. Um, it's been really, it's been rare when I, when it hasn't been me and John together, Um mm. uh, and in, other, in those other cases, it's been you know lovely people that I've gotten to collaborate with. Actually, most recently, the recital that I did when I wasn't with John was with my former piano professor from, from my undergrad. She was at the piano and she was at my my first like really important voice teachers, piano, old piano, may she rest in peace, her name's Ellen Chickering. Um, but so it was at the president's home um, of my former um, undergraduate institution, the University of Southern Maine. Her piano has been moved into like the downstairs foyer level so that she can, so that the president can host, you know, parties for students or, you know, different donor events that are happening to try and involve people, you know, really get people in and bring them in under the tent community style all the way um, at the university. So it was this really lovely recital that I got to do. And a handful of the pieces were all were things that John and I have done together on many occasions, but, um, you know, it was, it was nice. Uh, even though I wasn't with my regular recital partner to have somebody that was so meaningful and to be in a meaningful, um, setting like that and to be
1: singing songs that are so meaningful. So that is so touching. And to have gone back to your original alma mater for your undergrad, very very touching. I love it. But Megan, getting back to it, it's you. I like, I mean, this is a real departure. You know, this is, this is not your typical opera singer kind of repertoire, but I gather that you are really sassy. You you're feisty Uh. and you're out there with this kind of, I want to embrace every genre. How important is that to you?
2: Super important. I don't know. There's never really been a question of not being that way. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, for a while when we're starting our training, um, you know, especially if you start, when you, when you start to become more focused in a certain genre, Mm -hmm. um, there is that moment where you feel like you have to give up everything else, except for this one thing that you're, so you can laser focus on the one thing. Um, And I did, I didn't give it up per se, all the other stuff, but I definitely did laser focus on exclusively opera. um, Mm -hmm. And even, yeah, actually really exclusively opera, even less so than like, song repertoire or some of the crossover stuff for a little while. Um, and yeah, it just, especially with the pandemic pause Mm -hmm. and having that moment of like, you know, I was, I was on the road, I was in France when everything happened and, you know, um, it was just very shocking to all of us. Right. Um, and I found myself like needing to play and sing once I was home, even though it, and it wasn't any of the things that I was in rehearsal for or the things that were like that felt natural to play and and to like um like ruminate over or whatever or the catharsis or these sad songs or these like super happy songs um yeah, so many of them were uh in my mind in my you know my world don't really have a genre to me um I mean, yeah, they originated in like musical theater or. Maybe some of them in classical music land, jazz, like Mm -hmm. folk songs, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just found myself sitting at the piano playing and singing just with my own voice in my own way, um, you know, as a, as a way to release and like, you know, to, to do the thing that we're used to doing as our career. But, you know, it, it really kind of, there were, I gotta say it, there was a lot of like re reawakening of what, of how important music is. Mm -hmm. and how important it is to not separate things out so much, uh, and to just throw everybody in the pool together and shake it up like a snow globe, see what happens. Um, you know, that, I don't know that, that whole, that whole part of, of my artistic musical being that had been slightly suppressed for a little while really just was screaming to get out during that time. And so, since that's all happened, I've really, um, I've embraced it. It's changed how I think about music. It's changed how mm. I think about my career moving forward. Um, you know, I, I, am so thankful for all of the time that I've had on the opera stage, you know, 11 plus months of the year, like go, 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 go living out of a suitcase. But, um, you know, this, the time that we've had these past few years really, um, made me realize that there is way more to my artistic being and to, music and the community and sharing in that way than just, like, my my original version of it, which was, like, sing in the coolest, most amazing historic places in some of the most grand opera that you possibly can. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just a very laser-focused niche, sort of, like, very singularly operatic idea. Um, and now, you know, it's... I've got all these different things happening, and it's it's definitely as John would attest, and I'm sure you too, because you have a multi-level faceted career, um, it takes a lot more planning and a lot more uh, brain space mm-hmm. <laughs> to coordinate everything mm-hmm. and a lot more patience with myself and and also others. Um, I'll admit I'm, I'm not always the most patient sometimes, um, but all of, all of it is way, it's so worth it. You know, it's just, I love uh, hearing this. And I you know that it's just like the reformatting, it's it's frustrating, but at times, or you know, bleh, but it's yeah, it's but I way think,
1: ultimately I think it's freeing. And I have spoken over the yeah. last three years um to so many artists who who went inside, who became quite in the German fashion, who took that time to reprocess what they really wanted. And it's been amazing to me what's come to the surface. I mean, like Hilary Hahn in her 100 days of practicing. And there are so many pianists who actually took out to expand the box they live in and let, let it carry them, you know? And I I think that was the silver lining of, of COVID for many. Instead of, you know, becoming depressed and sitting underneath the piano, we all kind of got busy with it and let our own voice speak. And you talk about that very well, Megan. John, for you, did you have a similar kind of experience in in the COVID, in the time of COVID?
3: I was, I think mine was a little different. At, at the beginning, I think the... There was shock. And so the initial projects were all about recording tracks, send me tracks, let's mm-hmm. put something together online. And that shortly, that, that was short-lived for me because part of my joy of making music is making it in real time with somebody else. So we're feeling each other's energy and volleying off one another. So that was a hard adjustment. And I did not train as a solo pianist. So I didn't have a whole ton of repertoire to like kind of fall back on to just play for fun. I'm relying on things from high school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So instead of playing, so my, a little bit, I guess about me, my father um, is an Orthodox priest in Boston and they had to stop services and move to the zoom format. And with that came, how are we going to do the music? So, Myself, another and two other singers. One of them was the choir director. We created virtual hymns. I would create a video of myself playing, so we would stay in tune. A video of myself conducting, and two videos of me singing. Send it off to them. They'd record their parts. I'd put it together in GarageBand, and we would have our hymn for the week. So I think I create—I don't know the exact number—but for an entire year, it's over a hundred hymns.
1: That's fantastic. You're like JS so- <laughs> Bach. Uh, I love that
3: But I So although I was not playing a whole ton My like initial love of music started in the church Singing with those two singers So to have almost a rebirth of that Was Mm -hmm. super exciting And then from there Then yes Then I would start I, I like started playing Solo repertoire, but because I was in—I mean, I was living or I'm living in a New York apartment. I can't be doing that all hours of the day, and so okay. you know, times right. <laughs> I have neighbors and I had roommates, but um, yeah, I—I I, I'm trying to think. It wasn't really until hmm, I guess fall and winter of 2020 that I was able to be with another person. But so for those few months it was very difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you've come full circle with your your love of church music and, you know, and your original family, so to speak. I think it has forced everyone to be resourceful in a a, a very beautiful oh, way. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Or even just I mean, I wouldn't ne- I never want to touch garage band again. But to just to have to <laughs> learn the skill set of like taking the tracks, lining them up, doing the editing, uh like it was fun i think also because th- it felt like the stakes were s- kind of low and you've embraced new tools everything it's was so upside down it was like all right well we're doing our best and yeah here you go
1: that that's fantastic
3: it so, took a lot of this like not perfectionist but this like it has to be it must be i've got to keep doing it. it was it was uh that was what was freeing for me like yeah. i Limited in my resources, I like broke my laptop the second week of the pandemic, so I, I just <laughs> it was so good for me. It was so a little controlling to,
1: yeah, have yeah. To just, no, like I,
3: go with it.
1: I understand. I totally and relying
3: understand. on the other two singers, uh, just for some outside feedback. <laughs> I mean, especially because I had known because they have known me uh since I was born.
1: Wow. It's so beautiful. I love these stories. Mezzo-soprano Megan Marino and pianist John Arita are a special team, and their friendship leaves us with a legacy of music to warm our hearts. Their partnership is an inspiration of the profound nature of relationships in creating art. Their recent recording, It's You I Like, can be found on all the major music streaming sources and at Apple Music. I will continue my conversation with them next week at 9:02 a.m. on Center Stage. They have a delicious and positive energy that I want to imbibe in just a little longer. And I hope you will go to my website, PamelaCoon.com, for more information on my broadcasts and a gallery of my shows. So in the meantime, everyone, stay safe out there. This is Pamela Coon, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. A
0: drink with jam and bread That will bring us back to Do do So